Hey everyone, welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. You guys have probably caught on by now that I have really enjoyed introducing you all to some different sort of alternative holistic healing methods. Um, And I'm really excited to bring on today's guest. She is somebody that I have definitely a wonderful connection with. Um, We met years ago in in a women's mastermind group, um, and she's got some really special gifts to share with you guys today. Um, So I I would love to welcome on Nicole Castile. She is an intuitive healing artist and transformational guide. She weaves together various medicines and modalities, including breath, sound, shamanism, channeling, and energy psychology to create a sacred space for healing and transformation. She completed two degrees in classical voice performance and was pursuing the performance path when her soul called her into a completely different and truer calling. She is now a certified life coach, sound healer, breathwork facilitator, and energy medicine practitioner. And not only is she going to share pieces of her story with you guys today, but she's going to share some really, really special healing at the end as well. So make sure you stay tuned for the whole episode. So thank you so much for being here, Nicole. Hi, thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, I am so excited to, to chat with you and for everybody listening to hear from you as well. I know we've had some conversations leading up to this and we are both so excited about what's been coming through and um, I think this is going to be a really good one. Yeah, I'm so thrilled to be with you and it's just such a, as we were saying before we jumped on, it just feels like such a full circle moment for me and it's so beautiful always to be you know, called forward by a sister. And I feel like we've just been walking this path together, even though we've been apart, you know, not really like tuned in, we've still kind of been like walking together. So it feels really sweet to be with you today. Yeah, I mean, that really is one of the coolest things about, you know, just these worlds in general, the wellness community, the healing community, and where they all intersect, because it brings people together who don't live in the same state or the same part of the country or even the world sometimes. And, you know, we've been able to follow each other's journeys and and reconnect at points like this, which is just Mm -hmm. so special. Yes. Um, So I would love for people to get to know you a little bit better. Um, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your background. I'm so excited to dive into what your, your really unique take on sound healing is. Um, But first, like, let us know how you got there, where, where you started and what kind of led you to where you are today. Yeah, thank you. It is such a, it's just such a long, deep story, you know, and it's been so multifaceted and it's been so interesting because I really, I really believe in like the experiential path, you know, and I really, my soul loves to learn through experience. And I've always really fought that, like, I need to be have a certification, or I need to get information outside of myself. And so my learning in this lifetime has been all about, you know, I have the answers within me and learning through experience. So I feel like I've been trying to grab on to like, how did I get here? all through the process of actually getting here. Not that we ever fully arrive, but I do feel a place now where 
I can, I can sort of turn and look back and see the arc of this evolution and spiritual journey that I've been in. So it's, it's much easier for me to, I feel like I can really, you know, express kind of like, wow, this is what was happening. But I look back, you know, at my life and all of the things that have happened have really been kind of bringing me to this point and it's all really been an introduction into my medicine you know like my medicine for me to heal myself and then my medicine to share with you know the souls i'm here to share with and so i my first part of my life was all about performance and music i was raised in a musical family my mom is a musician i grew up singing at church and, you know, was kind of like indoctrinated into the Christian faith and um, Catholicism. I went to Catholic school. And so, you know, that's been such an interesting unwinding. And I can talk more about that later. But then I went and got two degrees in music. So I was a music educator. So I did my undergrad in music ed, was a music teacher for two years. And then I went and got my master's degree in opera performance and just like rebelled and, and didn't even realize I was doing it, but constantly kind of self-sabotaged myself and never could really, like I've always loved music and that's always been such a big gift of mine to share, but I never was really meant for that traditional path, you know? And so I never knew why and I would beat myself up about it. And now looking back, I realize oh my God, I was really rebelling. I was trying to show myself, you know, like this is not the way, this is not the, the manner in which you're going to manifest your gifts on the planet. So after kind of trying to do that for so many years, you know, and I loved opera and musical theater and songwriting and all of those things, I kind of got called towards life coaching. And I think this was like right around the time that you and I met, actually, I think I had pretty much just started building my business. And I, it was, it's a long story, but I was actually doing the sales job where I was traveling around the country selling infomercial products. I had been hired as an actor and then met wow. another life coach. And I was in such just not good shape. I was struggling. I had so much debt, struggling financially. I had no idea who I was, just not in my body at all. Just lost, you know, just like really without a set my center and found this woman and ended up going to the life coach school and getting certified. And then I was building my business for about a year, you know, and I really loved it and I loved helping people. And it was so good for me to come to the awareness that, oh my God, I, I have some choice in my life. Like I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, and I didn't know that I didn't know that <laughs> up until that point, you know, how people say like, you don't know what you don't know. And like, it was a whole big, that was kind of a first awakening for me of like, oh, I, you know, I can manage this mind of mine, or maybe I have the power to shift what I'm feeling in any moment. Like I can do that, you know? So that was kind of like the first big wake up call back into myself. And then about a year into building my business, um, let me just think about the actual timeline. I think it was about a year, a year or so in, but it was in the, the very end of 2015. I sort of did that thing and I was doing a lot of personal development, personal growth. I did that thing where you just like jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. And I was like, I'm quitting this crazy sales job. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. This is my purpose. I'm, I'm going all in. And you and I, I think we were in that mastermind at this time, but literally two weeks into 2016, 
um, just for, you know, furiously signing clients and like hustling my butt off. I found out that my dad had pancreatic cancer and it, you know, he had been not in perfect health pretty much my whole life. And he, it was a very quick descent. So from January to March, he went through this massively quick death process and you know, all the time that that was happening, it was like my spiritual essence was trying to come online and I was starting to get all these downloads and have crazy dreams. And just, I mean, what I say about it now is like, I was remembering and I so firmly believe that life is always giving us what we need in order to know ourselves and become who we are. And this was like the biggest pivotal point of my entire life because when he died, like literally going through his death process in the living room of my family home, I just started remembering that I needed to sing to him, you know, and I had just started working with crystals. And like, I remember calling our friend, the beautiful soul that was leading our mastermind, Elise Falzone, and just saying like, what is happening? And the crystals are talking to me. I'm like, what's going on? You know, and it was just really like this big spiritual awakening. I was just being cracked open through the deepest grief and the deepest loss, you know, but it was like my soul just sort of started to wake up. And I remembered that I had healing gifts and I, and I just remembered that like there was more besides just myself, you know, like there's something else out there. And it's fascinating to look back on now because I had sort of had the identity of having a relationship with God as being raised Christian and Catholic school and all of that stuff, you know, but I didn't have really any connection to any of that because I've been so resistant to that traditional way of knowing God, you know? And so at that time it was like, God, goddess was like, you know, hello, it's time to wake up. You know, there's something else going on here and there's a bigger plan for you than you have previously imagined. And so at that point, really I started remembering I was a healer. I got involved with the shamanic arts and you know, found my way into ceremony work and working with various plant medicines and just kind of stumbled my way through the next year, you know, just like waking up, waking up, remembering myself and um, really coming, starting to come home to my body and starting to actually reside in it and find my authentic voice and, you know, just go on. It's really been like a three year spiritual initiation into knowing who I am and, and what I really am and what I'm here for. And, you know, I, I really claim it as, you know, some people will talk about like dark night of the soul or things like that, you know, and I feel like we go through many awakenings and everybody's path is different and I'm sure I'll have many more to come, but this has felt like the biggest one, you know, and it, it was really like everything I knew just started to kind of crumble and I was forced to get to know who, who and what I really am. And so now, now here I am and I feel like I'm really kind of on the other side of that first big initiation. And, you know, and now I'm, I'm offering my healing gifts to the world in a bigger way. And I'm really at this point in my process, I'm working to integrate who I was as, you know, a professional singer with me as the coach, with me as a medicine woman, as a healer, with me as a human, you know, and like, what does all of that look like in a human body? And then how do I offer that and exchange with the world as my authentic self? And so that's why I'm with it now. And it's, it's exciting. It's never a dull moment with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, but I think that's the whole point, though. And like, thank you so much for sharing all that, because I think there are so many aspects of your journey that people can really see themselves in, you know, that first moment where you go from just like living this life that you feel you're expected to live, and it's just the way things are, to having that moment of realization where you're like, I don't think that this is for me. Like, I don't think I fit into these boxes. And like, what's wrong with me that I don't fit into these boxes? And, and if not here, then where? And like starting to ask those questions and explore those questions and then like being thrust into a massive awakening as part of that. And it's, I mean, you know, as you're talking and reflecting, I remember going through the mastermind and seeing you go through that process with watching your father pass and from the outside looking in, feeling like, Oh my God, like that's, what a difficult thing she's going through. But then at the same time, like, look at, look at how she's blossoming. Like, look at who she's becoming in this process. And like, Mm. wow, maybe these really big, hard moments in our lives don't have to just be hard. They can actually be awakening and transformational and really beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I think those are two just really big things for people who who might feel stuck where they're at and feel like you know that they don't fit into these paradigms that they've grown up with or are used to um and that it's okay if they feel like there's something different or more or bigger out there for them to go and pursue that um and that's like what you mentioned like that journey to authenticity and i i love to talk about like you know this having these conversations about like spiritual awakening and following your, your gifts and exploring these really big and pivotal important parts of yourself is so important to just overall well being because mm-hmm. it's like, if we're just talking about physical wellness, I feel like when people ignore the, their gifts or ignore these big signs or pushes from the universe, God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it, like the higher power, that's when you start to experience poor physical health too. And things just aren't aligned. And like you said, you can feel like a mess, like your finances are a mess, your body's a mess, like everything's like not working because you're ignoring this one really important part of yourself that that contributes to your overall wholeness and wellness. So you called out all of that in just sharing your story. It's so true though. And I, I mean, I've just loved to circle back really quick to, you know, what, as you were talking about, like these moments that really crack us open, you know, Mm -hmm. like for anyone who's listening to this, who is going through a difficult time, like go turn towards it because what we tend to do is want to fix it, you know, and what I've learned as someone who consistently held the consciousness that there is something wrong with me. Mm. And what's so interesting about that is if that's in your core belief system, that's just how your life is going to function and you'll spend your whole life trying to fix it when in truth you're whole, you know? So my best advice with that is to just like turn toward it. And, and that's been such a big part of my path is understanding that life is always supporting me. Even when I feel like the rug is being pulled out from underneath me, I have learned to just lean into the discomfort. And, you know, 
I know your work is so much about embodiment. And I used to think that spirituality had nothing to do with the body, mm-hmm. which is so fascinating because now it's completely reversed. And I know that it is all, I mean, it's not all about the body, but the body is literally our temple. It's the home of our spirit. So without being able to like feel those difficult feelings and lean into that discomfort and move through it instead of away from it, I, I would absolutely not be where I am today, you know, and that that's just been such a big part of my learning is that pain is a teacher. And I believe we are all as light workers, light beings, however you consider yourself. Like I feel like we're helping to eliminate the suffering on the planet, you know, like we don't have to suffer, it gets to feel good and pain has a purpose. And when we can learn how to be with it, you know, and just like turn towards it with our heart open, like I see you, I love you, I'm here for it, what have you got for me? Then we can transmute it and move through it more quickly. And then on the other side, it's like, oh my God, there's the wisdom, you know? And so much of that has been my coming into my body because I just, I was not in my body for, I'm 34 years old. And I feel like the last probably year of my life, I've actually been inside of this body, you know, and it's been so much about me learning how to just be with what is uncomfortable. And as you were saying, like come back into the wholeness and come back into that just authentic expression, like just the naturalness of who I am as a being, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that so many people, especially women from a really young age, learn to not be in their body for various reasons, whether it's trauma or just, you know, societal norms, learned patterns and beliefs. Like we learn that it's just not safe or comfortable to be in our bodies. And I think that so many women, not just women, people in general, don't realize that they're not in their bodies. And even just by you saying that, that might wake somebody up to like, whoa, I never thought about it that way. But like, I'm not really in my body. Like, I don't think I've ever been like present here. And the impact that that can have on, on your life. So and I love to make it tangible for people too. So can you give some examples of like, what it looks like to actually lean in and face the discomfort and face the pain and, and like what the flip side of that looks like, what it looks like to, to not lean in, what it looks like to run and not be in your body. Right. Well, I think, so the two biggest things that are coming in right now, the first is if, if you are feeling pain or discomfort and you know, a lot of it, like for me, it was buried really deep. And I, I feel like emotional wounding in the emotional body and the physical body, it's, it's multi-layered, you know? So we have to kind of like chisel away because we protect ourselves and we armor up if we've experienced pain deep from our childhood or, you know, even sometimes like coming in, carrying it in from the womb, from our mother's womb, you know, like that, we can have buried that so deep. So if you find that you are, when the discomfort arises and you go into reaction, that is a telltale sign that you are acting from your pain and you're not actually present with it because we have to realize that it's not who we are, you know, we are not the pain, but we also don't want to bypass it. And so when one tool that I really love to use is just, you know, like 
breath. I'm a breath work facilitator. I'd, I'd love to talk more about how the breath can actually help to transmute that, but just like coming back to your breath, because what the breath does is it pulls your essence, your spirit, your energy into your physical body. So, you know, if it's really painful to be in your body, whether you've had physical trauma, you know, abuse or emotional trauma, whatever it is, or just like really uncomfortable feelings you haven't allowed yourself to feel and work through, you know, we really tend to hold our breath. We don't want to come down and in. So just pausing and, you know, taking a deep breath and it sounds so simple, you know, and it's so funny to me because breath is such a big medicine for me. And I remember kind of being like, wow, breath work. Yeah, whatever (laughs) breath, you know, but it's like, no, actually it's so important important because the breath, you know, it slows down the sympathetic nervous system, you know, and it helps us to remember how to activate the parasympathetic nervous system so that we can be with the pain. So, you know, if you get triggered, I love, and the word trigger might trigger some people, but I love it. Another way is to say it's like activated, you know, but like something happens, it feels uncomfortable and you feel that kind of activation or that stirring and you want to react from it or to it or run away from it. Or in my case, you know, like emotionally eat or eat sugar, you know, or do something to kind of numb it. I want to invite you all to like pause, ask yourself, am am I in reaction? And if you're in reaction, you know, take a minute to connect to your breath and drop in your body. And another really powerful tool, so just that pause alone and just bringing in that awareness of am I in reaction? And if the answer is yes, then you know like, okay, I'm acting from that pain and just bringing space to that is so healing because what it allows is for new awareness to come forward. So instead of just being in the mindset or the consciousness of the pain, we actually create more space for our heart to speak you know, our soul to speak, our whatever, spirit, our guides, what, however you hold that, like something new can come forward if we create that space. The other thing I love to do is to use the voice. And, you know, so just like think about when you've been really triggered and how for some of you all, the, the, um, the way we just like go into the story in our brain and we start thinking about it. When we speak it, you know, I love journaling too. Anything that brings it down and into the body, when we just name it with our actual voice, like I'm feeling grief or I'm freaking angry right now. Like there's just, there's a level of empowerment in that. And there's an ownership in that, you know, because the ways we stuff those things down and then try to change them as quickly as possible so we don't have to feel bad or discomfort, you know, it's tricky. So just naming it can be, it's so liberating for me. And, you know, just like clearing it out with your voice, like sometimes you need to just yell or cry or growl, you know, or just really Mm -hmm. connect with the voice and you know, there's a lot of, I love talking about the parasympathetic nervous system because, you know, as you probably know, when that gets activated, we can drop into more of our presence, you know, we're not in the fight or flight state that we, our bodies can be in if we have dormant traumas or things that are kind of operating like that, you know, in our body. And so if you can try this. I love doing this, but I work a lot with like pleasure and the womb and, you know, sensuality, like divine feminine, that kind of stuff. But if you make pleasure sounds 
with your voice, just like, mm, you know, you can get as wild with it as you want, or just basic, like in your car, in your bathtub, you know, in your living room, then what it does is that it literally activates that parasympathetic nervous system. So if you need more space between you and the pain so that you can be with it, and you can turn towards it, use your voice, you know, and those pleasure sounds, it really helps to calm that fight or flight because so many of us have just created identities where we just think we are our pain, you know, or we just identify with it or we're just in these limiting patterns. And so using breath, using the voice, using presence to just like still the system and create more space there. And then also activate that parasympathetic nervous system is so powerful. And I use that with my clients all the time, you know, and I'll be like, okay, let's make some pleasure sounds. You know, and they're like, no, I just want to feel, I'm just feeling bad. I'm just in my story. You know, it's like, no, because it's scary to let go of that stuff sometimes. And it's sometimes yeah. more comfortable to be in that story as much as we think, I wish this would change. Sometimes we're really attached to it. And that's been a big lesson for me, you know, is to ask myself if I, if this is not a thing for me anymore, if I did move through this, then who would I be? What would spirit be asking of me? What would my soul be asking of me? And what, what would I step into? And am I afraid of that? You know, like what's that going to require of me? Because that there's sometimes some deeper things to look at there. So I know that was a really long answer to that question. Oh my God, there's so much goodness in that. And yeah, I mean, I love what you shared. I, I, I feel like there's there's always some sort of attachment or value that we're deriving from the stories that we hold on to. And there's a, there's a payoff that we're getting. So there can be fear in, in letting go of whatever that payoff is, um, that sense of identity. I also love the, the pleasure sounds. That's so mm -hmm. awesome. I recently put out um, an episode all about mindful eating. And one of the things that I talk about on there is really slowing down to derive more pleasure from the foods that you're eating um, and how that does put you into the parasympathetic nervous system and rest and digest so that your food is more easily assimilated and absorbed and it's just better all around. But I love the idea of actually incorporating those pleasure sounds into right? it. Yeah, like because that is the natural reaction. When you eat something really good, you're like, mmm. Yeah, I know. I'm so guilty of that or not guilty <laughs> awesome about me, but I'm, I'm so about that. I make so much sound when I eat, you know, and I've always kind of thought like, is this weird of me? But now I realize this is natural, you know? So. Yeah. So people who are listening, like, don't be ashamed, do more of that. Like enjoy <laughs> whether it's food or anything else that gives you pleasure, just like be in that space and let that be okay. Yeah, because you know what else, you know, just to maybe take it a notch more kind of esoteric, but what when we can drop into that, especially as women, but whether you're in a man body or, or a woman body, when we can drop down into that pleasure center, what we're really doing is we're connecting with our body, we're connecting with our lower chakras, and we're really calling up our, our Shakti energy, you know, and we're like allowing that to come forward. And so if you don't know what Shakti energy is, it's your Kundalini, it's your divine feminine 
life force. It's the energy that moves through the planet. And, you know, when our Kundalini or our Shakti is actually running through our body, our chakras are all open and balanced and clear. And we have, you know, we're just in our natural state. We're kind of running at max capacity. We're able to tap into that creative energy, you know, and it's just such a beautiful way to use the natural feminine, which is rising on the planet, life force energy to you know, open and heal ourselves. And so you can think of it that way. Like this is me connecting to my, like my goddess energy, you know, like really dropping in to that divine feminine. Cause for me, I tend, I have a lot of mental energy and this whole spiritual initiation for me was about kind of offloading this wounded masculine, you know, like this kind of dead ego, kind of wounded ego thing. And, and then being kind of schooled by the feminine to like come out of my head and into my body and be present. So, you know, just really thinking about that lights me up. Like this is my goddess energy, my Shakti. And, you know, you can feel it when you connect to that and life. I really believe that life, wants to feel good, you know, and it wants to move through you. Not that we won't have pain because we're here to feel all of it, but you know, like just our true nature is sensuality and flow, you know, and life force. So that's another way I love to think about it. Yeah, no, the translation is just like life just flows better and feels better and is, you know, has more depth and kind of juiciness to it. Right. Yep. Exactly. So going back to what you what you were saying about naming and actually giving voice to your feelings and your emotions and your experiences, I think that that's really powerful. Like if you're in a place of grief to, to, to say that mm-hmm. for you and working with your clients um, or yourself personally, is it more about like saying it out loud just to yourself or is it naming it to like somebody close to you and like creating that space of vulnerability and trust in, in naming mm-hmm your experience to another person and seeing that mirrored? Mm, Yeah, I love that question. And I think that it's, it's both and, you know, which I'm such a huge proponent of like walking this middle path of, you know, it's like the heart way. It's not this or that it's both. And so I feel like both of those ways are so powerful, you know, and for me, I feel like so much of our innate trauma and I work a lot with like kind of ancestral patterns and like generational wounds. That's something that's really been a big part of my work and a big part of my healing. And so I found these kind of like, you know, global pain, it's like a global pain body, but it's this pattern of like just feeling separated and isolated. And so, so many times I notice with my clients, like I think we've, we've got to go in and dig for something deep when really what they're needing is to be witnessed or to be heard you know, or just to be received by someone who can hold the space for that. And I, I believe so much in sovereignty and that has been, you know, I'm, I'm all about partnership and I'm a Libra and like, I've, I've been in a place where I've gotten out of my center and I've been too much in relationship and I've been kind of coming back to my sovereignty and we cannot do it alone. You know, like we're not meant to, we're tribal beings. So to answer the question, I think it's both. And I feel like you know, I empower my clients to have a practice of doing it on their own because I think that's so powerful. I also love mirror work, you know, so just to add like a third option in there to be seen and heard and received by yourself, you know, Mm. I'll, I'll sometimes have my clients 
record their voice and listen to it or make videos of themselves, you know, so that they are re they're exchanging with themselves. But, you know, I'll, I've had people have major breakthroughs, myself included, just, just from being heard from, from someone who is like sitting in compassion, you know, who's not trying to change me or I'm, or I'm not trying to change them, you know, and a lot of our inner child wounds are connected to not being safe to like say this is what's true for me or to not feeling heard not feeling seen not feeling met you know so I think it's really both and I encourage everyone who's listening to this to create create a practice of dialoguing those things with yourself you know and also find mentors you know or, or sisters or sit in circles I love women's circles are such a big part of my life and you know, we do these practices in my circles of just witnessing, you know, where we don't, we're not giving feedback, but we're just like, it's like sacred witnessing is what I call it. And it's hard sometimes, you know, cause as women, we're like, I want to fix that. Or, or like, I can't, I can't be with that pain because that's triggering something in me. And here's the tissues, like, let's stuff that. And I'll see that happen, you know, and I'll be like, sisters, like, we're not, we're not doing that because what that is, is us not being able to be with the pain and that's where the wounding's happening, you know, just like we were talking about, like really turning towards it. So I really believe finding someone or a group of people that can hold you in that is absolutely just amazing medicine, you know, mm. and creating a practice of doing it on your own as well. Can you give some, some guidance for people listening for both men and women who, you know, maybe have somebody in their life who's, exploring sharing opening who they are more um and how how they can just be there for somebody hold space for somebody help them sit with what's true for them without trying to fix it because i think you're right that's something that so many of us want to do we it's really hard for us if you're especially if you're an empathetic compassionate person to see someone else's pain and just let it be there because you want to take it away but Right. Their right. healing comes from their pain and their beauty and growth and everything we know comes from, from pain. So, so how do you just sit there and, and offer, offer that compassionate space to somebody without fixing anything? Yeah. That's a great question too. So I think, the, you know, there's a, a few things that I feel are, are really top of the list and, um, you know, just energetically and technically speaking, ground, you know, like ground your energy, connect with your body, feel into your feet, feel into your sits bones. You know, I'm grounding is such a big part of my practice, like send down a grounding cord. You can, you know, energy follows intention. So, and we're all super powerfully, you know, powerful beings that are, can work with energy. We can create with energy. So visualizing, sending a grounding cord and like just grounding my energy and connecting to the earth mama in that way. That's the number one thing that I do. And just really being with the breath, you know, again, just like coming into full presence is so important. And, you know, coming out of that, um, like the judge, archetype in the mind, you know, that part of the mind that's like, I need to track this or assess this or like do a thing with this, just coming out of that and the breath and the grounding is the best way I know to do that. Um, you know, the other thing is, um, just asking yourself, like, am I invalidating their experience in some way? And, and why am I doing that? Like, why do I, I need to invalidate that? Is there something in me that doesn't feel safe being with that? Mm -hmm. And if you can kind of find 
that place in yourself that is wanting to maybe invalidate their experience because you don't feel safe being with it, you know, then you turn towards that part of yourself and, you know, really, I feel like learning how to validate the people in our lives and to and validate other people's experiences. That's been so big for me, you know, because it can just, it can open up so many doors. Um, yeah. And so I think those are probably the biggest ones uh, that I notice can be really helpful. Um, you know, but lastly, I guess just asking like, wh- where is that in me? You know, because they're, potentially mirroring back something that is active that wants to be loved in you you know and so if we can like just bring that awareness in of like we're not doing this alone and we're we there's only one of us here one of my great teachers says that like and I love that like there's only one of us here and we have this illusion of separation you know so just kind of bringing that awareness of they they are me And if this was my tiniest little inner child that was sitting in front of me sharing this vulnerable share, how would I hold that, you know, and and what would the parent in me do and do with that? You know, I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't nitpick or I wouldn't try to fix and I would just breathe and be with that, you know, and that's, that's next level. It really is because our tendency is to want to try and fix, you know, and then one more thing, the last thing that's really coming through is to choose to see them as their higher self. I do this all the time in my romantic partnership with my beloved, like, you know, cause we're, we trigger each other a lot. We're each other's best teacher mm-hmm. and we're both doing this work every day, all the time, you know, and <laughs> we're deeper, deeper, which is its own can of worms, but just like choosing to see him, um, as his highest self and like calling on my higher self to help me focus on that, you know, and what we focus on expands. So instead of like bringing, just like looking at what's not working, like choose to see them as this person, this being that you know that they are, because what that does, it's so beautiful is it starts to open up permission for them to step into that, you know, and, and that's the best gift you can ever give someone is to really say, I see you for who you truly are. And I'm going to hold space for that to come forward because, you know, you're worth it. And we, we want that to come forward. So mm. hopefully those are some helpful tools. Yeah, that was, that was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing those. Um, So speaking of tools, I want to dive more now into your work with sound healing and how you tie in your background with music um, to the healing work that you do with people and and what your particular brand of sound healing looks like. Because I know that for a lot of people, if they have heard of sound healing before, have experienced it, it's usually... um, some sort of singing bowls, crystal Mm -hmm. bowls, um, which I know that you do work with, but you also go, you know, way beyond that and have, have a lot of sound healing modalities. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Totally. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I love the singing bowls that, you know, and they're, they're such a great tool. I recommend that to anyone who feels like they're being called to sound healing, but they don't know where to start. I mean, that was my very first tool I ever had was a um, quartz crystal singing bowl that was tuned to 432 Hertz, which is the frequency of unconditional love. And, you know, I just love those bowls so much. And as I have become more integrated and evolved, 
as myself, you know, it's, it's evolved and it's become kind of a more authentic expression of, of what I am. And so now I kind of, you know, weave in all kinds of different tools and um, frequencies, you know, and I think the biggest thing for me uh, is really just channeling. I do a lot of channeling with my sound and, you know, I just um, open up my channel to whatever wants to come through. And, you know, for, for me, it's, it's really interesting. And this is what I'm kind of being called to share. It's a lot of ancestral stuff. Like I'll sometimes sit with a client and, um, you know, cause music really does connect us to our roots and it connects us to our hearts, you know, and for anyone listening to this, like, you know, just like hearing a beautiful song or remembering a song from childhood, what that can kind of call forward from you in terms of like mm-hmm. emotional healing or remembering your truth or, you know, like any of those things. So a lot of times I will, I notice that, you know, with my clients or even in group settings, because I do a lot of like big group sound, I call them sound journeys. Um, it has element of, of like your traditional sound bath, but it's more kind of this like experiential energetic frequency journey. But I'll, I'll kind of call on sometimes the type of frequency or the even just songs that connect them to their lineage. And it's pretty wild. Like sometimes spirit will just like give me an actual song, you know, like, like a real pop culture type song. (laughs) And I'll be like, this is coming through. This is really weird. But like, does this resonate, you know? And, and there again, is like my journey of vulnerability and authenticity. Like, okay, I'm going to sing this, like, you know, Alanis Morissette song. I don't even know what, you know, and they'll just like burst into tears, like, oh my God, that song like reminds me of this, that, and the other, you know, so I have a lot of heart medicine and I, I use my sound and my voice to really like help people open to that and open and clear their hearts. So I would say voice is my biggest tool. And, you know, so there is elements of like me just singing at a space or to a space or to a person. And you know, it's really about raising the vibration. That's kind of like the meta view, I guess, is like just raising the frequency because we're all vibration. And as probably most of your listeners know, like when we raise our vibration, we're, we're more true and we're more of a match, you know, for a healthy body, a healthy mind, the things we want to manifest. And so, you know, when we have dis-ease in the body, in the spirit, in the energy body, the mental body, anything, you know, there's an imbalance in our frequency. So I can, I can kind of pinpoint that, you know, just kind of based on reading the energy or based on what someone's telling me. And then I offer frequency to kind of help them have an experience of what that higher vibration might feel like, you know, and that's really where the magic is, is when they can raise their vibration on their own, just kind of by attuning to what I'm singing or playing. I use guitar a lot. I use shamanic drumming a lot, tuning forks, all kinds of stuff and the bowls. Um, But they can really kind of remember how to heal themselves, you know, and that's, that's the biggest thing I love in my workshops. I will usually lead people through a process of connecting to their own voice, you know, and like using their own voice to kind of clear out their energy or ground themselves or open and clear their heart, you know, and we all have that innate ability and we all can sing, 
you know, and there's just a way that when we sing, it just kind of drops us into ourselves and opens the heart, you know, and that's where so much of the healing can happen. Yeah, so so I was going to ask, so you facilitate healing, the the sound healings, but you also have people use their own voice and sing as well. Totally. Yeah. Even if there's somebody who's like, I don't sing, like not even in the shower. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing. Like I have clients all over the place that, you know, have opened to their voice, you know, and it isn't just, it isn't just necessarily singing. Singing is such, there's just something about singing. It connects us to our heart, our body, our spirit, our soul, our inner child. There's just so much deep medicine in singing. And it's a cultural thing, you know, like we've been singing for eons. That's how we've passed down information. That's how we've helped each other heal. And, you know, indigenous cultures like the shamans in Peru sing the Icaros, which are the songs of spirit. They're like the songs from the plants. Like it's just woven in and through so much culture and lineage work and so many healing modalities call on song and voice. But even more than the singing, it's, like connecting to your own voice in terms of just your expression mm-hmm. is so powerful, you know, yeah. and it, it's so healing. And so I will have people just like spontaneous eruptions of like <laughs> openings, you know, in my workshops or my sessions. And it's so beautiful, you know, that's and, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, um, I just want to give a quick shout out cause I love, I work with crystal tones, uh, crystal alchemy bowls. And right now I'm sort of in the process with those bowls. They're very high vibrational and there's only one place you can purchase them. And they are a combination of like multiple different stones and different like diamonds and gold and all kinds of different precious metals. And I'm sort of working on exploring like how those bowls because they each do a different thing for the body the mind the spirit for whatever its particular medicine is and I'm kind of like I'm wanting to work to figure out what what is the actual scientific shifting that's happening like how is the body chemistry shifting Mm. you know I'm really finding a lot like I've been offering sound to someone I know that has really bad dementia and when I played my bowls for her and sang, I mean, she has continuous tremors and her tremors stopped. I mean, they never wow. stopped after about 15 minutes of the sound medicine just into her energy field in her body, the tremors stopped. So sound really can balance your brain. It really can reverse your chemistry, you know, and wow. I think that's important because a lot of people think, oh, like sound healing, spirit or woo woo. And it is, and I love that part, but also like it is healing for the body. It's and the scientific. Body. Yeah. Scientific. On a cellular level, it's making yes. changes. Yes, absolutely. That is so cool. Wow. Well, I'm really excited for you for you to lead everybody who's listening through a little bit of a process. I know that you've got some some stuff you want to share with them. So I'd love to dive into that if you feel ready. Absolutely. This time went so fast. I'm like, we could talk for three I know for hours. days. Yeah. <laughs> so much I want to share. I know. Yeah. So I wanted to let me just you're gonna hear me kind of lean back here and grab my guitar. Um so 
I wanted to, there's a little song that I, I want to share that's sort of like a, it's a powerful anthem um, that has, it came forward for me and I downloaded it last year as I was going through um, my Gnostic priestess training and the Gnostic priestess path is all about, you know, like knowing yourself and experiential learning of yourself and your life, basically, like I was saying at the beginning of our time and this song came through. Um, so I want to share it because I think it is a really powerful activation for coming into yourself and coming into your power and also really tapping into um, the the truth of your authenticity, you know, and, and sort of like, I feel like it, the frequency of it kind of like gives permission to be who you are. So I would love to share that. And um, I wanted to just kind of share a little bit of the background of the song. And then um, if you're listening to this and you can put yourself somewhere where you can close your eyes, I would love for you to receive it like that. And I'm going to just maybe take us into our bodies with just a little quick little meditation and then offer the song. Perfect. If you're in a space to do okay. that, great. Um, but the song is called I, I Am Free and I weave, I am sort of a mutt in terms of the sound. I think I've had many lifetimes as a devotional singer and just a channel and oracle. Like I think I've had just a lot of energetics in me around being the channel and like offering sacred music. I mean, when I was a little girl, I think some of my first words, I used to sing with my mom at church my, my whole entire childhood. I think I like praised Jesus, like up at the microphone singing was some of the first things that came out of me. And I know now like Jesus, the man, you know, Jesus, the ascended master, like that's who I was praising as a wise little girl. Um, but I kind of weave in, if you've hear, heard of Kirtan, Kirtan is a yogic, like bhakti yoga. It's a devotional um, yoga practice. And in the Kirtan, you use different mantras to call on different energies and to call on different deities. And, um, you know, the mantras are all in Sanskrit. So I weave just, if it comes through, I weave a little bit into this song, but I, I love that aspect. And so I feel like my music, my intention for my sound is to always help people connect to the God within, you know, like to connect to the Wahe guru, their higher self, their, the guru, you know? Um, so with this song, I was, I was really at a point where I was working through that these deep layers of giving my power away, which I'm sure almost everyone could probably relate to and remember a feeling of like disempowerment, giving, giving your power, putting your power outside of you basically. And in this priestess training, we were doing a lot of work. I was doing a lot of work around, you know, just the ways I had given, given my power away to God or to the church or to the patriarchy or the system or, you know, whatever the thing is. I had kind of given my power away to that and I was doing a lot of energy work in my body around calling my power back and transmuting these soul wounds as I call them around disempowerment um, or giving my power away into truth and, and power and purpose and so I was you know um, the visual I'm, I'm a seer with energy so I, I can see energy and um, it's really fun for me and I believe we all can by the way 
So there's just an invitation for anyone who's listening that you can see energy too. Um, but I remember seeing these that I was like bound up in chains. I was kind of reading energy on myself. Like what's my relationship to power? And I was bound up in chains. And then through an energetic process, I sort of like took the chains off and turned like alchemized them and turned them into these like beautiful priestess gold jewelry, you know, like these golden bracelets. And it was just so beautiful. I just remember like crying and my heart opening and like coming home to my power, you know, like I have the power. I'm the guru. I'm the teacher. It's me. It's always me. The one that saves herself, you know, no one outside of me has the answer for me. And that's been such big medicine for me. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Just believing someone can save us, you know? So that's what this song is for me. And it's sort of this anthem. Every time I forget that that's true, that I am the one that saves myself and that there's nothing to save. I come back to this song. And um, so I believe in that, that we can all use song and mantra and chant, you know, or just speaking affirmation or something that really calls on that frequency of truth. We can use that as a benchmark to remember and to keep coming back anytime we forget. Mm. Yeah, so I'd love to share the song now. So yes. I'm just going to invite everybody to <clears throat> close their eyes. And I love to just receive breath. And to me, that feels better than taking a breath. So I want to invite you to receive a couple of deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And if you want to make a little sound on the exhale, bring in some of that pleasure sound we were talking about. So in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just go ahead and Feel into the bottoms of your feet. Really just connecting with the ground beneath you, feeling into your sits bones. Really softening your belly and feeling yourself letting go of any place that you might be holding in the lower part of your body. So really just dropping in. And then feeling into your heart space. And I want to invite you, I use a lot of tapping. I love EFT tapping. So just bringing a little light tapping right up to your collarbone. And this just activates and opens the heart chakra. And this is a great tool if you're ever feeling like you're in contraction or triggered, just not feeling good and grounded in your body. Just tapping around the collarbone. And then receiving one more really deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then bringing your mind's eye. So your mind's eye is right in the center of your head, right in the center of your forehead. Bringing that mind's eye right to a point. So almost if you could collect up all your energy right into that center point and then slowly drop it into your heart space. So you're just gonna move it down through your face, down through your throat, 
And then landing in your heart. And just allowing yourself to be with whatever is present there for you. And breathing. I want to invite you to just receive this transmission, just setting an intention here to call your power back to you and to bring forward whatever next evolution there is for you that your soul has for you in terms of your personal empowerment in this human body. And just focus on that, bring it in, and then let it go. Just trusting that what needs to arise for you will arise. And I'll meet you on the other side. Oh, <laughs> 
into all of your cells. Shaking off any chains, holding you back from your own personal empowerment. You might feel some tingling in your body. If you do, that's a great sign. And just receiving one more deep breath in through the nose and just let it go on the exhale. Ah. It's 444 where I am, so that feels like a great time. <laughs> that is so perfect, and that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just hearing your voice is a testament to how healing sound can be. Yeah. It's, uh, Thank you. it's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And anyone can do it too, you know? Mm offer that just find find a way make space for your voice and know that it's important and it has so much worth and value and the more you share it the more you know it you know Mm. and that's when we find it that's great and then we've got to share it because that's how we remember we give ourselves the medicine our own medicine you know which is the best way to heal ourselves and step into a role of service and through that we remember the innate value and that's the only way we can really know it is to receive it ourselves so that's my invitation thank you so if if people want to find out more about the work that you do or working with you where can they find you yeah, so uh, my website is just my name, NicoleCastile.com. I'm sure you'll probably have it linked in the uh, notes. So yes. that's the best way you can hop on my email list there. I send out lots of free goodies uh, around energy and sound and healing and just all things juicy, juicy. Um, so I'd love, that's the best way to keep in touch with me right now. I am, I've got so many amazing creative works in the cauldron and I'm going to be launching a membership platform in the fall called heal and vibe. Um, that's just going to be a sacred circle for people to come together to really remember their medicine, you know, sound transmissions and energy tools and all everything I've got in terms of healing and coming back into personal sovereignty and um, really connecting with an amazing community of like-minded beings. So look out for that. And um, yeah, so that's, that's the best way to stay in touch. I offer in-person sessions. I travel a lot doing song circles and cacao ceremonies with my partner and um, so I I talk about all of those events on my website so if I'm ever in your neck of the woods and we're actually coming to California soon so um, look out for us there if you'd love to come be just in sacred space healing space with me in person and I do in-person sessions wherever I go um, and then I do virtual work I work with one-on-one clients all over the world in Um, longer, longer term containers. Right now I'm enrolling my six month program called Activate. Um, That's for women that are just wanting to deepen into their healing and their medicine and really figure out how to share that on the planet. So any of those are open if you feel called. Um, But at the very least, hop on my email list if you'd love to stay in touch. And you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm Wild Heart Resonance. And that's my favorite place to just kind of like really to show myself and just be in communion with anyone and everyone and um, kind of document what's going on with me. So 
Amazing. Yeah, I will definitely link those in the show notes. So for everybody listening, make sure you go and follow her, subscribe. Nicole shares the most amazing things, which I'm sure you've gathered from this episode. (laughs) Nicole, thank you so much for for coming on, sharing your journey, sharing your gifts. Really such a treat to have you on. I'm honored and just deep bow to you, sister. Like, this is so cool to share space with you and really honor the work that you're doing. And I see you and I'm just so grateful to be on this walk with you and just honored to be here in your sacred space. So thank you. Thank you. The feeling is so mutual. Everybody listening, I hope you really enjoyed tuning in, quite literally tuning in today. (laughs) Uh, Right? Um, so be sure to subscribe, subscribe for updates, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you can hear about the latest episodes when they're released and be sure to, um, rate and review and share it with a friend if you feel called to. And until next time, as always have a happy and healthy day. 